The super big internationally televised professional football bowl game half price party in a box. Brewery Bowl Super Game Party sold out. Five-yard spill attempt, no problem. Intercept game day spills with bounty. What you're hearing is legendary anchorman Bill Curtis voicing a few of the ways that companies are getting around saying the words Super Bowl so as not to incur the wrath of the NFL. Big game day, meet big dinner box. If you're planning to attend that big game, keep in mind that it's February and the game is outside. And the game is in New Jersey. The big game. So, how do you stay warm? Jin Martin was an artist-in-residence at McMurdo Station in Antarctica. Jin, got any tips? Well, the first thing I learned in Antarctica is that it's not just about insulation, because you're insulating whatever temperature you're already at. So if your fingers are really cold and you pull gloves on them, mm-hmm. you're actually just keeping your fingers cold. So you need to do more than just insulate. You actually need to get warm and then put all the layers on. Or once you have the layers on, do something like sit-ups or jumping jacks or um, anything cardio to get your body hot. Do you, I mean, Jane, is there any uh, risk of becoming kind of sweaty and, and smelling gross? Um, the great thing about cold is that you don't really smell things in the cold. So it won't be till you get home later that night that people really smell how disgusting you okay. uh, One other thing to just know about your body is where the warmest parts are, which is usually under your armpits and then your groin. And so uh, the other thing you could do is just stick your very cold hands or cold nose into those parts of your own body or of your neighbor's body. But probably ask their permission first. Find a a groin nearby. Yeah, find a groin. Get in there. And then stick the nose or hands in that (laughs) that area. Is that something people do in in Antarctica? In a pinch? I hate to say it, but yes, uh, not the groin part, but definitely uh, on each other's necks or uh, armpits. Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? You went in for somebody's pits when you were cold? <laughs> I, I offered my pits, and it was it was an offer that was taken up one time. So uh, I, I imagine being down there, you had uh, like very special, specialized, super cold weather gear. Is there anything that um, people might want to invest in before they head to the, the big game? Uh, there are these amazing boots that are called bunny boots, and they're seven pounds each, and they, they're actually inflatable. Uh, and before you fly to Antarctica, they, they equip you with all this gear in New Zealand, and then you watch safety videos about the gear in Antarctica. And it, it all seems very pro forma until this quick throwaway line in the, the video that if I didn't open the valve on my bunny boots, that the pressure on the cargo plane would make the boots explode on my feet. <laughs> so, uh, this, and, and this is along with like advice like, you know, wash your hands and wear mittens. And then suddenly <laughs> this little line that we need to open the air valve on the bunny boots or they explode. Wow. Yeah. Well, do you have any other, any other tips for people heading out, uh, on, uh, big game weekend? There's, there's the most advanced technique of all, and so I hesitate to, uh, to share it, but it's, it's, you might should practice it at home first. Um, but it's the warmest thing that the human body can produce is really your own urine. And so if you bring an empty Nalgene bottle, uh-huh. pee into it, and then throw that into your clothing under your parka, uh, it's an amazingly effective way to keep warm. It's like a hot water bottle, only exactly. it's hot water. A self-generating hot water bottle and... To answer the question you haven't even asked yet, yes, we all did that. <laughs> Does it, you know, I think about, uh, there's an emotional component to being warm, where it just, it just feels, 
feels good. It feels safe. Uh, when you, when you know that your warmth is coming from a plastic bottle filled with your own urine, <laughs> is it the same effect, or are you always kind of thinking about it? Uh, the times that I was forced to do that, I, I felt I was so miserable and just crying from cold that I uh, anything would have anything was good. Yeah, I, I want to go so far to say as it was comforting, but it was it was a desperate some desperate times. I had the mistaken idea that uh, you would plateau with how cold you could feel, right? That, like, what's really the difference between zero degrees and negative 50 degrees? Like, you're just cold. Yeah. And that turned out to be wrong. <laughs> uh, it turns out the difference between zero and negative 50, you really feel the same way that you would feel the difference between a 30-degree day and an 80-degree sunny, warm, balmy day. It was, like, that dramatic. Wow of a fall off. You know, it's such a it's such a weird place down there everything I've heard and I you know, I think about all the people in the the stadium on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I I guess like the cold and being around the same people kind of makes you it makes you a little bit nuts. Are are there examples of just things you saw people doing down there uh, that you thought, wow, these these people they've truly they've turned a corner. Uh, we were all going pretty nuts, but I, it was actually less the cold than the relentless sunlight, like that the sun huh. never sets, and that starts to make you pretty crazy. Wow, and that's that's yeah. interesting because so often during the winter it's just the opposite. Where where we are, I guess, yeah, in, in the United to, States, yeah, we associate winter with darkness. And does that change your attitude? Are you because uh, I always think it's when it's so sunny, you be, I'm much happier, e- even though it's really cold. I know that's what I thought. I thought we would all feel so happy all the time. Yeah. Instead, it grows very insidious. Like when you've when you have like eight cups of coffee in a day and you really just want to relax and wind down, but your body is, is sort of tremoring. It was, it was like that. Or it, so we'd go into the bar, there's a bar on Antarctica and then, you know, you drink with friends till 1am and you'd come out and it was still like it was high noon <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, yeah. It's, and it's like doing a walk of shame in the morning, except it's 1am. So you can see just how craggly and ragged and, and a little oh. drunk and, weary you all are in yeah. the glare of Antarctic sunlight. What is the bar called? Uh, there's actually two, there's two bars side by side, which <laughs> is hilarious because there's about only 20 buildings on all of the main station. Yeah. Uh, and one is called Southern Exposure and the other is called Gallagher's. <laughs> Gallagher's. <laughs> yeah. So 10% of the buildings down there are, are, are <laughs> bars. Are to the bars. Yeah. Did you guys ever have a problem with with your beer getting frozen? Because I think Sunday, you know, here it is. It's the ultimate uh, contest between two uh, championship football teams going face-to-face. People are going to be out there drinking beer, and it's going to freeze. That's a very important question. I found, actually, that beer does very well buried in snow. Oh. Uh, And and didn't really – a couple times it would get a little slushy, but mostly it stayed fine. I was very impressed. So I think everyone's beers will be not only fine, but delicious, like that that real ice-cold quality that you seek in a beer. Well, this is great, uh, Jen. Thanks so much. And hopefully we can uh, use this this weekend during the uh, ultimate football game. Yeah, yeah. At At this point, we are going to take Jen's advice and see if we can keep beer from freezing. We can go out onto the roof here at the station where there's uh, snow, wind, and ice. It's a horrible Midwestern frozen tundra. You'll know we're there when we start speaking in uh, hushed tones. Probably some teeth chattering. Hushed chattering tones. 
All right, as you can hear, uh, it's pretty windy out here. Seeing an air temperature of about 22 degrees. They say a wind chill of seven. Pretty similar conditions to what they're gonna be seeing at, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you gotta figure we're on the roof of the station. This would be like the equivalent of being in the upper deck of the stadium there at the Super Bowl. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have uh, one beer as our control, just a plain beer in a, in a plastic cup. This beer we're gonna put in the snow. We're gonna bury it in the snow in the hopes that the snow will insulate the beer in the cup and keep it warm that way. That way it won't freeze. We've just had these 20 mile an arrow winds blow away one of our cups, but we have extra, so we're gonna be okay. Should I go get that? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna put this one between my legs. It is about 38 degrees, okay? Okay, so at this point, we're gonna, we're gonna fast forward uh, through time just a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna keep sitting here with this uh, beer between my legs. We'll give it, you know, six or eight minutes and see what happens. And remember, all this beer started at the same temperature, about 38 degrees. Okay, it's about eight minutes. Uh, we're gonna test which beer is this. This is the... This is the control right here. Okay, here we go. The temperature now is 33.4 and falling. So it's, it's getting close to freezing. Yeah. Uh, let's check the crotch beer. Crotch beer. Okay, we are see the crotch beer, 41.5 degrees. Yeah. Warmer than it was when we started. Yeah. Still a pleasantly cold drinking temperature. Okay, let's test the, the snow beer. The snow beer, okay, here we go. The snow beer, the temperature on the snow beer is 32.5 on the snow beer. The snow cup holder is not, it's not the best. No, it's actually, it actually works against our goal here. If our goal is to have a beer that's not frozen, the snow isn't helping. You know what we should do? You're gonna be standing up, sitting down. The crotch, while effective, not really practical. Right, yeah, that's like, you're gonna spill your beer all over the place. But I'm thinking like, uh, why not, uh, you know, salt water, freezes slower than uh, fresh water. Yep. What about a salt beer? Basically, this is the same principle you use when making ice cream the old-fashioned way. You line it with rock salt to keep it from becoming a block of ice. So here we go. We're going to pour this beer into a glass, and we're going to add some salt. Okay, so let's leave, let's leave these here. We'll come back and see if our salted beer in the yellow cup freezes slower than the uh, unadulterated control beer. Okay, we are gonna uh, fast forward this test uh, one, more, one more time. Yeah, it's been about an hour, so let's head out and check on our beers. We're already seeing some changes. Yeah, if you just look visually, the cup with the salt in it looks just about the same, but the cup without salt, you can start to see slush forming at the top. Yeah, you're already getting kind of a beer slushy, which isn't a bad thing. No, it really is. There's a rim of slush uh, on the outer edges inside that glass. The salt is working. I, I, the, the taste test is where this, this whole thing's gonna come together. Okay, uh, we, we are in the studio. It's now uh, five minutes later. Both beers have uh, you know, uh, returned to liquid form. And so joining us here is our official taster. It's Peter Sagel. There's a red cup and a yellow cup. I Keep in mind, these beers have been outside to approximate what it will be like during the Super Bowl to have a beer oh, outside. Oh, okay, there is actually a little frost on one of the cups. Right, so that's what odd. you're noticing. There is something floating in it. That no. is probably, that is ice. Yeah. That's beerish. Yeah. It's just beer. It's just beer. Yeah. That's fine. It tastes a little watery, as, mm. if, uh -huh. as if it had not, I think, survived the being frozen process. Yeah. 
uh, in a good way. It tastes it, it's kind of got separated out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's what it tastes like it the tastes, water froze. The water froze and separated out because it tastes as if it's been diluted. And now it's me- the water has now melted, mm-hmm. so it makes it watery. Yeah, some weird chemical transformation. Let's try the second beer. The second beer. This this uh, does not have frost in the cup and is appreci- and does not have anything floating in it. Okay. I just want to say. Ah, <laughs> you sons of! <laughs> I honestly thought. Ah, <laughs> that is, is what? it bad? It's, did you put road salt in it? Let me try No, it. just salt. So it's not subtle? No. Okay. I'm trying, ah. Here, have some of this. It'll, God, it, uh, tastes, it, it tastes like uh, if you could somehow make pickles out of beer. Uh, <laughs> that's what it would oh, taste that, like. That, it's an insult to pickles. It's it's just not right. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah, so. I, I guess the verdict is effective but not advisable. Yeah, I think really the ulti- what we've learned here is that the only beer that you're going to want to drink the the best beer is the crotch beer. Yeah, the the what. That does it for this week's show. What we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned uh, that people in Antarctica, when they want to stay stay warm, they will put their hands in other people's armpits. Yeah. Uh, or crotches. Right. I guess it's always probably pretty important then in, in Antarctica to make clear, this isn't how I feel about you. I'm just using your body heat. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a romantic touch. There's nothing intimate going on here, but Jeff's got your pits and these hands are still cold. The Nalgene bottles that they pee in, that they use to keep warm, there's all these things that, you know, I think that the explorers and adventurers, all these tricks that they've learned that I'm so fascinated by, I feel like the trick of warming yourself with urine happened maybe when Shackleton peed his pants. He couldn't hold it. That's the thing about Shackleton. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. How to Do Everything is produced by Stephen Tobias with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Seth Kelly, the, the real person. That's a, that's a man. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. Our website is howtodoeverything.org. We will very shortly be posting the winners of our shocking photo contest. But there's still time if you want to submit your own shocking photo. Send it to our email or find us on Facebook. At facebook.com. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. The Bethel Men's Club is sponsoring the Super Football Bowl Party.